Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! Then that's a dog that we really want to meet. Hey, can I pet your dog? 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 Pet your dog? Please? With Renee and Allegra. C-I-P-Y-D. Welcome to Can I Pet Your Dog? I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I'm Renee Colbert, a dog wanter. And this is our producer, Travis McElroy. Hello. (laughs) And this is the podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. Well, you guys, we did it. We made it to our 10th episode. (laughs) Every episode is a trial. (laughs) Guys, well, but especially this one. This is our 10th. And it's been a really long road, you guys. It's been a rough I can't believe we've made it this far. I know. So we, uh, in tribute, uh, I, I don't think I mean tribute. I think I mean epic look back. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. would like to, uh, to just, you know, fondly reflect on the last two months and how far we've come. Remember how young and thin we were when Whew. we started? Oh, man. <laughs> I still had all my hair. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I still had my youthful naivete. Right. Remember that? Oh, boy. I still had my original legs. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I didn't have this weird sunburn that I have from the weekend. Mm-hmm. It, uh, hey, how'd you let yourself get sunburned? I know. Well, listen. I know. I know. Okay. But uh, we were thinking, guys, it'd be fun to really take a look back, maybe look at some fun facts of Can I Pet Your Dog in these whole 10 episodes that we've done. Like maybe talk about original casting, how it uh, originally started. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I myself am pretty sure that Jennifer Lawrence was supposed to play my part. Jennifer Lawrence was also supposed to play my part. Is that weird? <laughs> That's it's why so it didn't work. And they said, like, wait, this won't work. Let's just get three people. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. Oh, okay. So she was going to play all of us. And they were like, wait, it's not a visual medium. Why don't we just we get just people? We just not pay three people. This would be a lot cheaper than getting Jennifer Lawrence. You know, it's this. really amazing it how Silver Linings Playbook 2 evolved into <laughs> Can I Pet Your Dog. Like, it's almost like you couldn't look back and see the path, but then when you step back, it's like, oh, it all makes complete sense of how we got here. Right. Oh, sure. Exactly. Yeah. The trajectory of it is, it's wobbly, but if you look at it, it kind of makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, like, what is this show? So, <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? Let's talk about this. So, for you listeners, uh, here's what you got yourself into. We're not quite done with celebrating our 10 episodes, so we're going to do a little bit more of a salute to that. We also, uh, you guys, oh my gosh, we have Ann Wheaton on. What? How do we get her? Lucky. <laughs> we asked lucky. her. She said yes. We asked her on Twitter. It was crazy. And she no, said, that okay, it's and that it was easy. great. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, we've got Mutt Minute, wherein I uh, I try to tell you about a dog breed in one minute. And Legs, what else do we have? I have a human hero. His name is Eugene Bostic, and he has a dog train. A dog train, Travis. This guy drives dogs around on a train. We'll talk about it. In the in the segment. Okay, I just thought your enthusiasm could have been dialed up. <laughs> I, I enthuse with it. Can him. I just get a train horn? That's all I want from you. A train horn? I will horn? edit one in here. <laughs> okay. It's a... Okay, a train horn. <laughs> Earlier, Renee called the studio a... Uh, no, interview. Sorry, she, an interview box. <laughs> I have a Blow great day, train guys. horn in this interview box, guys. It's time for CIPYD. <laughs> We may want to maybe readjust when we uh, record this podcast, because I'm not at my best on Friday afternoon. Yeah. A little burnt out. Can't think of anything. Now, you guys, we'd like to have um, kind of a solemn moment now. Uh, since CIPYD has been around, we have lost many dog toys, unfortunately. Um We'd like to kind of take a moment of silence, uh, do a little in memoriam for some of those we lost. I'll kick it off. Um, We'd like to memorialize Cow, which Danielle's dog destroyed, a little kitty by Alexandra's dog, 
a soccer ball by Aaron's dog, a rainbow rope by Trisha's dog, and unfortunately, an entire crate destroyed by Catherine's dog. We would also like to give tribute to the tennis balls that both Lindsay and Lisa's dog destroyed, the Kong that Rebecca bo- Rebecca's dog destroyed, the monkey, uh, monkeys that Jill and Megan's dog destroyed, the tough guy that Diane's dog destroyed, and the raccoon that Dakota's dog destroyed. We are also missing the giraffe that Ariana's dog destroyed, the hedgehog that Danielle's dog destroyed, the umbrella that Kara's dog destroyed, Blue Man killed by Fran's dog, and the Kendall killed by Kristen's dog. Ooh, that's now listen. It's all much, much like any award ceremony that you see. They're all. It's all a loss. It's all lost. No greater than the last. But that Kendall. I do have to say, this is why, as a trainer, I always told people not to get Kendalls for their dogs. You should get an iPad instead, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, To be fair, I think that dog also got a hold of the iPad. Uh, Oh man, that dog hates technology. Dog's a real luddite. He Uh, hungers for special medals. Right. Uh, And for you listeners that have been around for the entire 10 episodes, thank you so much for joining us at the beginning. If you guys are new, we're happy to have you now. And we're just thrilled that we've made it 10 episodes, guys. You guys remember uh, we used to sign off saying, can I pet your dog at the same time? Now we say it at different times. (sighs) It's almost crazy. I I will say 11 on is too late to be in on the ground floor. So it's only people who have listened for the first 10 that can say they were in on the ground floor. You're the early adopters. Everyone else is just a regular adopter, but that's okay. We, we're pro-adoption. We're happy to have you. Now, Renee, I hear you have a month minute for us that I assigned you. I do have a month minute. I also have a lot of anxiety and panic around this. This, you guys, this may be the most difficult assignment that I've ever given. Not this really? specifically, but just month minute in general, trying to get it under a minute. Guys, guys, do I need, what do I, how do I, how do I train? How do I better prepare for such Talk a thing? Talk faster. Well, mm, okay, yeah, that could be it. I say, I say no improvis- improvisation, okay. just reading straight from your thing. Sure, great. And going for it. Okay, when, now normally I feel like maybe I get a little negative feedback from you guys, like hurry it up, hurry it up, do what <laughs> No, that's you. coaching. It is not negative <laughs> feedback. It is literally well, the negative feedback is me saying 30 seconds, right. 45 seconds, just me <laughs> calling out the time and you take it as an attack. I feel <laughs> like uh, maybe that was the most ni- the nicest way to say that I'm being too sensitive. A being little, little sensitive. bit. Okay. 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 Now, what was your assignment? Well, uh, my assi- well, first, I want to give you your assignment. Do you guys each have a word of encouragement for me? Do you believe you're in gonna me? You're going to do great. Thanks. I but believe you like, in you. I think you're a good person. <laughs> good. Uh, okay. So my assignment was the uh, Peruvian Inca orchid. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Your time begins now. The Peruvian Inca orchid, despite my strong suspicions, is not a flower. It is a hairless dog breed with pointy up ears and little tufts of fur on its head. Uh, it is adorable. The uh, the dog is the national dog of Peru, and it got its name from Spanish conquerors who found them in caves where there were orchids. It's not a far stretch, but there you go. Uh, Inca royalty believed that these dogs were healing dogs, that they had healing powers because their skin radiates heat and they were used sort of like little baby hot water bottles. They were also little baby postmen. Uh, Much like greyhounds, the Inca orchids are sight hounds and fast runners, so they were bred to run messages from one Inca tribe to the next. A cool thing about this breed is that they come in small, medium, and large, and their colors range from pink to black with freckles. They are great for families and apartments so long as they get plenty of exercise. The only downside to them is that their skin is super sensitive, so they need to be protected from the cold and have sunscreen applied in the heat. How'd I do? That's How'd it. I do? 57. Yeah! 57.84. Yeah! 
minutes. And may I say, yes. one of the most interesting minutes we've had. How about that? How about that? These guys are now in full, full, full disclosure. When I first looked at it, uh, I went, oh, legs. All right. Because they're a little, the, the tufts are a little weird. Uh, and then, this is going to sound like a joke, but when I was trying to think about what they look like, it genuinely looks like a kid that I went to high school named Duncan uh, <laughs> Wallace. Oh, summer. You gave him both his first and <laughs> it's okay. Dun- I promise you, Duncan is not listening. Uh, oh, you better Duncan, hope not, man. The summer between 10th and 11th grade, Duncan got a mohawk and tried to grow a beard. Neither <laughs> <laughs> went well. Sorry, so, Duncan. It's just like this sort of patchy mohawk and these sort of patchy uh, face hairs. Uh, but these dogs are so, so cute. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting that they come in all all sizes. That's like they're really red, cool. small, medium, and large. Yeah, kind of like crazy. That they were postmen. And I like that you can, and I've heard this with hairless dogs, you can use them as little hot water bottles. Uh, they can almost be like little therapeutic things to like put on your neck, right? which yeah. is the cutest cure. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I guess the Incan royalty also called them uh, bed warmers. Oh, <gasps> keep your toesies warm. Guys, I heard this rumor. You know the expression Three Dog Night? Yes. yes. I know the band. <laughs> well, you know the guys know the band Three Dog Night. The expression Three Dog Night, I heard a rumor that what that refers to is a very cold night where you sleep with three dogs in your bed to warm your feet. Huh. I don't know if that's true. I like it. I'm Whether sure it is someone not, will tell yeah. us. Yeah, tell us yeah. on Twitter at CIPYD Podcast. Though I also don't want to investigate this too much because I thought Who Let the Dogs Out was fun. And then somebody told me that it was about ugly girls in a nightclub. And I don't like that song anymore. So if it's Wait, about it, unattractive people, I don't want to hear it. I've always lived by the credo that Who Let the Dogs Out is about whatever you want it to be Ooh, in your heart. I love that, That's Travis. That's nice. I love that. Okay. Well, All right. Renee, great job. That wraps up my minute. Wait, may I please give you your assignment? Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, never yeah. mind. <laughs> Legs, wait, hold on. Can I, wait, Legs, why'd you leave? Come back. What is the assignment? So uh, this is actually from Evan, our listener. He wanted you to do uh, Vishless. And I think that's great because Ooh. that's the uh, the dog that my brother and sister really like. All and right. are thinking about getting. So Vishla for you. I'll do Vishla's next week. All right. That's it for my minute. We're going to be back with that interview. But first, here's a word from some other Max Fun shows. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas or why we tried to eat mummies for a while or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Guys, today we have a special guest. Here with us is Anne Wheaton. Anne is a writer. She also has a cameo in Sharknado 2. Her most recent project is a book of dog tweets. It's called A Guide to Being a Dog. She's worked on it with her husband, Will Wheaton. The book is written by her dog, Seamus Wheaton, and the proceeds go to the Pasadena Humane Society. And thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Yay! I will also add that arguably the best blog in town. So fun, so entertaining. We should talk to you about all of your projects, which we'll probably do a little bit because they uh, forelay into dogs. But for the most part, we just want to talk to you about your dogs specifically. Oh, thank you. Yes, there are. Uh, so now I I couldn't even wait until we got into the interviewing box to start asking questions. But let it's, us... it's called the booth. No, it's interviewing box. Okay. Okay. It's just interviewing box. It has a name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not, okay. All right. Not not as much of a pro as Travis. Uh, but tell us about your dogs. 
Um, I have two dogs. Um, Seamus is, uh, I think he's about six and a half years old now. Mm-hmm. He is a Great Dane Pitbull mix. And then we have Marlo, who is three, and she is a an American Foxhound Dogo Argentino mix. Whew. Man, that's fun to say. Ooh, I that's know. really good. It's weird. I Dogo didn't even... Argentino. Ooh. Dogo Argentino. I didn't even know what it was, and I had to look it up, and they were bred... I don't know, a century ago to wow. hunt pumas. And Whoa. so um, no pumas in my neighborhood. Phew. But, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but between the Dogo Argentino and American Foxhound in her, she is like scent tracker dog. And so oh. she she knows anything. And so um, last year we had, for like in every evening, she was running over to my couch, like right at the uh, baseboards. And freaking out for like a half an hour, and we didn't know what it was, and we thought, oh god, maybe there's like rats or something. And we called an exterminator to come look, and it turns out over on the side of our house there was a screen over um, like a crawl space under the house, and there was, um, I guess he could tell because he came during the day that there was raccoon poop there. Oh wow! So raccoons come out in the evening to, you know, hunt around and stuff. So Marlo was hearing and smelling that the raccoon was leaving the crawl space. Wow. It Whoa. was the weirdest thing. So now it's all boarded up, but he said she was, it was probably a mom down there with babies and Aww. they were leaving every evening. Look at that. That is the Marlo. I was going to guess ghosts. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> also ghosts. You could have smelled the ghosts, though. It's yeah. possible. <laughs> and then you were saying that you d- actually did that DNA test that they have on dogs to figure out exactly what the I breed did. is. I think you're our first guest to actually do that. All of us mm-hmm. talk about it, but yeah. nobody's done. What is that process? How does that work? Um, I got it as one of my one of my friends had done it because her dog was just this odd looking. I don't know. It was like the colors of a Doberman, but it was fuzzy and had one blue eye like a husky. <laughs> oh, cute. And um, so sh- so she told me about it. I got it, um, I think it was like at the Sentinella feed store. Oh, wow. And I can't remember the name of the test. But I know that when they first came out that they weren't very accurate. And even with this, people still told me, you know, oh, it's not very accurate. But it seems like it is because when I – because doing that was also – because she was only four months old when we got her. So it was just sort of to know what to expect in her, um, in how we trained her and how we raised her. Um, and then I, I um, fostered a puppy in December that I, that I, I wrote about it on my blog. It was this tiny little um, five-week-old puppy that this guy found in the mountains, and she was totally thin and malnourished. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what she was either. My friend adopted her and got the DNA test. And just as she started to get bigger, we could see that she kind of looked like Whippet, kind of huh. um, Pitbull. And then it, that's what it came back as. And huh. so it Ooh. seemed, I mean, you don't send a photo with the dog. You just do a two cheek swabs like a person. Wow. And you put it in an envelope, and you, like, FedEx it to them, and then they do a test. So... I don't know if it's accurate for everyone, but so far for me and my two friends, it seemed to work out. Yeah, well. it seems like yeah. two for two. Was it difficult to get those cheek swabs, or for the most part? No, because they were so yeah. young. They were just like, hey, put the thing in my mouth. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, great, great, whatever. <laughs> Can I chew on that, too? That'd be cool. great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and are your two pups buddies? Do they get along pretty oh, well? Oh, yeah. So when we – I have the greatest picture um, – because Marlo's not very big, and she was four months when we got her, and Seamus is an 80-pound dog. He's not as huge as a Great Dane, but he's pretty big. Sure. And we took um, 
we took him to the shelter to meet her, and they are just, they're nose to nose. Like, Aww. they're laying on the floor, nose to nose, and she was looking up at him, like, oh my god, you're the best dog ever. <gasps> and they immediately, like, she would tuck into his side. <gasps> and I know. Oh, yeah, oh exactly. Like, everybody's crying. Exactly. <laughs> want, uh, we're working on, as soon as we move into a two-bedroom apartment, I'm allowed to get a second dog. <laughs> yes. And I'm really excited about it, and I want a big dog to be friends with Buttercup. That oh, brings yeah. me to a question. Would you say, so so both of your dogs are on the the bigger side. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, we even have. Though Marlo's a, not very big. She's fifty six pounds. She is a yes. muscle dog. We yeah. have kind of a running discussion on the show about big dog versus small dog. Renee's big dog, Allegra's small dog. I'm kind of medium dog. I like huskies and labs and stuff. Where would you say you fall? In that discussion, um, you know, I never thought I was a small dog person, just because I mostly I feel like I'm going to break them if I hold them. Sure. <laughs> but yes. my son and his girlfriend, they have a um, four pound teacup Chihuahua, Ooh. and then they have another little um, four pound dog that is some sort of like Yorkie Chihuahua mix. Oh wow! And they are adorable, and and Ryan has taught their little teacup Chihuahua um, just. Like the craziest tricks, she she'll high five. Like she she can do everything, huh. and she's not a trembly, afraid of people dog at all. Like both the the other one um, was actually feral. Um, she was six months old, and they've had her for almost a year now, and now she's adorable and super friendly. And but at first she was terrified of people. Aww. Like they couldn't hold her for weeks. Oh boy! And um, and now she's great. And so on. On the side of that they're not, like, crazy, trembly, nipping at people dogs, I love that. And my husband and I travel a lot, and if I could have a tiny dog that I could take with me, I would love that. Because our dogs, like, sometimes I just feel like, I just want to take Marlo to the mall. (laughs) But Marlo's just a big old, muscly, 56-pound dog. But I grew up with golden retrievers, and, you know, I, I, I always grew up with big dogs. But it's funny because I tell Marlo all the time she's the best medium-sized dog because <laughs> she seems big, but she's not. Mm-hmm. And then she can, she'll tuck in. She'll sleep between our pillows at night. Oh. And, ugh, she's just so cute. Oh, so cute. But um, I think it just depends on the dog and the situation. You For know, sure. I've, I've never purchased a dog from a breeder. It's always just been I meet a dog that's like, oh, my gosh, this dog is awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, if I were to meet one that that was awesome. It wouldn't matter what size. Yeah. And on that note, can you tell us the story of how you met your dogs? Uh, yes. So Seamus, we did this thing called the Wiggle Waggle Walk for the Pasadena Humane Society. Oh, yeah. Um, we did that, uh, gosh, I think it was, he was seven months old. So I think it was six years ago. And we did it because um, our dog, Ferris, had died unexpectedly like six weeks earlier. Oh, she was a, a Lab Shepherd Rottweiler mix, and wow. she was the best dog. She was four months old. Someone had abandoned her at a bus stop, and I drove by and saw her. Oh, wow. And um, she she was the best dog with the worst body. Like she had, <laughs> Rottweilers are known for some type of sarcoma, cancer, sure. thyroid issues, whatever. Like she had everything. She had, mm. had to have knee surgery, all that stuff, but she was just like the greatest dog in the worst body, and we went away overnight and came home, and she had a lump in her armpit, and she Ooh. was gone four weeks later when oh, she was eight. So sorry. So we were so upset, and we had another dog, Riley, who was just like she would walk around with Ferris's ball oh. and like put it in front of her bed, and was just mopey and under the dining room table uh, all the time. And I ow, got my this guy. Got to bring tissue in here. Yeah. And um, and I gotten this flyer in the mail for this wiggle waggle walk, and so we decided that we would. 
do that in memory of Ferris. Mm-hmm. And um, just talking about it on Will's blog, we raised $13,000 in a week for them. Wow. Whoa. And then we were going to walk Riley in, in the walk. And that week, she tore the ligament in her knee and needed wow. surgery. So we told them, you know, we weren't going to be walking a dog, but we were going to come do the walk. And so sure. they asked us to walk one of their shelter dogs for adoption awareness. Oh, boy. And it, it was Seamus. Yeah. And he was, you know, when I first saw him, my first thought, and he was seven months old, so he was he wasn't nearly as big as he is now, but he was still a, a pretty good sized dog. Yeah. And I saw him, and my first thought was, "Oh God, Pitbull," because I didn't know anything about them. Sure. And you just hear, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, they're 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 moody dogs, and you don't know what they're unpredictable, whatever." Right. And um, God, he just was the greatest dog. There was there were all these dogs and little kids around, and he was mellow and. Um, he had an adopt me bandana on Aww. and people kept asking, Oh my God, is that dog up for adoption? Because he just was so good with everybody. Sure. And at first, cause the night before Will was like, uh, let's, you know, maybe in like six weeks we'll adopt another dog. <laughs> just, you know, give, give us all some time. And after probably three times of people saying, oh, my God, is that dog up for adoption? Will said, yes, but we have dibs. And he took, <laughs> he took the Adopt Me bandana off. Um, he was, so he was very healthy. He had been at the shelter for a week. They found him walking the streets of Pasadena. And I guess um, there is a breed called Dane Bull. It's hmm. a great Dane Pipple mix. Really? And um, he's black and white cow looking. <laughs> and they said that sometimes when breeders... Um, they can't adopt out their dog. They just open the gate and let them <gasps> roam the streets. Whoa. So he was just... I breeders, mean, if you're listening, that's awful. Yeah, please don't do don't that. Do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Breeders. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, I, I know also with breeders, you can have a lot of um, health issues. And sure. he's totally healthy. He had one little, like, bone spur thing in his elbow. He had to have removed, like, shaved off a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But while they were there, they're like, we'll just check his... His hips and everything for um, any dysplasia. And they were like, oh, God, no, he's a totally healthy dog. <laughs> yeah, she um, is. Yeah, and he's just, you know, so we've had him, I guess, six years now. Oh, wow. And then because of doing that, we started doing the Wiggle Waggle Walk every year. And the Humane Society wanted us to come see. They were going to be adding on. It's the Pasadena Humane Society. I'm not sure, sure if I said that. They they were going to be adding on to their facility, and they wanted us to come see it. So we went to the office, and we were waiting. And... We were talking about with the adoption coordinator um, who helped us with adopting Seamus, because they didn't just hand him over to us at the sure. walk. Um, we were telling him. <laughs> Why not? Like, you want this dog? What are we doing? Take what are we doing? It. Yeah. It's not like exactly. you and your husband seem like shady people. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, you can they take off a bandana. Through. He's yeah. fit. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. They still make sure, you know, your yard is fully fenced mm-hmm. and what other animals are in the home and you want to introduce and make sure because they they treat it like it is the forever home. They yep. want to make sure it's going to work in the home. Very cool. So we still had to go through that adoption process. So we're there to see the, the facility they're about to build and then the adoption coordinator asked us how Seamus is doing and I was like god he's such a great dog we wish we could have seen him when he was really little because he's such a he's so cute yeah and as I said that I look out in the parking lot and uh, one of the volunteers is coming across the lot with this little dog you know she and she looks like a pit bull mix she's tan and white Dogo Argentino has a like three percent Staffordshire terrier Mm. and some bull terrier in it 
And I was like, oh, my gosh, Seamus would have been cute. He would have looked like that dog. <laughs> I see her out there. And she is just like this happy face. She was about three and a half months old. And they opened the door for her to come in because it was yeah, they do like the health screenings immediately. And she was filthy dirty. And you could Aww. see her hip bones and her mm. ribs. And yeah. she somersaulted into Will's feet. <laughs> and uh, Will was like, oh, my God, there's fluffy and scratch on her. And I didn't want to touch her because I was like, I'm going to touch that dog. And I'm going to love that dog. And I'm going to stop thinking about her. Right. And um, because she was found roaming a, a park nearby. Oh. And so um, they, she probably lived her whole three and a half months on the streets but she still was just this happy affectionate dog and um and then they're showing us the facility that they're that they're building and will is like i can't stop thinking about that dog oh. and i because we already you know we had seamus and riley at home and we have two cats so like, <laughs> i never thought we're gonna take this dog right <laughs> and then the next day we was my birthday and we were going on a huge long walk at the beach and will's like i can't stop thinking about that dog <laughs> I said, I know she was really cute. And he said, am I insane for wanting three dogs? And I was like, "Mm, yes. Yes. (laughs) We could probably make it work. And so I called to see if she was available because when they bring in a stray – they do a five-day hold in case somebody wants uh, can claim her. If, if it's, you know, they checked her for a microchip, she didn't have one. But just in case it's someone's dog who's lost. But, I mean, she was so dirty and thin, we didn't think um, anyone owned her. But she, uh, so what they do is the five-day hold, and you can put your name on a wait list. And so we put our names on the list. And with us and with Seamus, we were the only people, um, like, no one ever... Uh, was put on a list for Seamus, and huh. nobody asked. Uh, nobody was on a list or anything for Marlo. They are just the greatest dogs, I and they are so sweet and affectionate. And I just, I don't think we're ever not going to have some sort of pit bull mix because so cute. Do you have any advice for people? Because we talk a lot about like you know rescue dogs and shelter dogs. And do you have any advice for people who are going to look? I do always. Uh, I strongly encourage people not to get a dog for someone as a gift. Smart, mm-hmm. because uh, unexpected, huge responsibility. Especially Christmas, people are like, "I'm gonna get the kids a new puppy." <laughs> yes, um, I agree. Yeah, and then you know, my son, the cats that we have belong to my son, and he had one. She had a very specific personality. I could tell, like her personality and um, just how weird she was that she needed a certain. She needed a younger and male and a cat that would put up with anything and, you know, met a lot of different cats and there just wasn't a match. And so uh, the cat that he did end up getting was at the third shelter. So I know that, um, you know, that people think, oh, I have to go to this, you know, this one place only. And if it's a small area, that might be your only option. But I think... You meet the dogs. Most places have like a little um, area that you can take the dog out of the kennel and take them to um, interact with you and and get to know their personality. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, with visiting more than one time. Um, but I think that if you... If you just go and, and you're like, I want this dog just because the way it looks and then find out there's all kinds of issues, like you need to be prepared for that. And That's fantastic so, advice. Yeah. So good. Uh, going back onto the more fun uh, elements of traits, is there anything like really funny or sort of weird quirks that your pups have that they do, uh, like or, or going around in circles several times before they lay down or anything? Oh, yeah. They're sort of all like, about yeah. like digging, like, <laughs> like dig a nest and walk in circles. Um both of my dogs are super affectionate. Um, so 
so they they like to lay like Seamus if I've gone a long time Seamus will lay over my lap no. 80 pounds of dog he's just like I'm gonna lay <laughs> across you like, well, you're you're technically a lap dog because <laughs> you're on my lap but you're not tiny sure um Marlo at 5 30 every every evening we call them the zoomies like we just open our back door <laughs> because she does laps through the front of the house races out into the yard tears around with just this huge happy smile oh. on her face and back through the house, just over and over. It's always and it's that lap time. time. Lap time. At five thirty. That's hilarious. Doesn't matter if it's winter or summer. Now, did you get to name your dogs, or those were their names when you adopted them? Oh, we named them. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. Seamus is. Uh, it's funny because it has just turned out that all of our animals have writers' names, and cool. uh, and my my husband's a writer, and I do like some writing on my blog and stuff, but um, um. So Seamus, I liked the name Seamus. My friend had a cat named Seamus that just yeah. seemed like a very like, like strong, noble name. Mm-hmm. And then turned out Seamus was a writer name. <laughs> and then Marlo was found in Del Mar Park in Pasadena. And so I thought of Marlo, M-A-R-L-O. But then um, Philip Marlo is a character in a, um, is it Raymond Chandler? Ooh. Is, it's in, yeah, in the it, noir. Yeah. yeah. And so um, who's a writer? Cool. So, um, so then it's M A R L O W E. So we both of those names. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Those and are we fantastic. just uh, and we just we took in a stray that we were just um, fostering, and now she's with us, and we named her Elliot after T S Elliot. So. Oh, very cute. I guess yeah. we should also ask, like, what are the cats' names? I, guess. <laughs> I know. I know this is all about dogs. Yeah. But. I guess. And then uh, my son named um, his cats Watson and Luna, but then um, those are also Scottish author names. Yeah. So it's, wow. I don't know, it's weird. Nice it's work, weird. you guys. So you guys are a very writerly family, including your dog, Seamus, who has written a book called The Guide to Being a Dog. Seamus has written a book. Can you tell us about this book? <laughs> yes. Actually, um, uh, technically he didn't write it. Um, about <laughs> Oh. Like like in the last year, he definitely had a strong influence. That was sure. In the last year, my husband would write these um, these tweets that were like dog advice, and he would, and it was always something totally ridiculous. Like um, if you're going to chew on the blue pen, do it on a white rug because art is important. Right. Um, make sure you yeah. be vigilant when you bark at the wind because your parents need to know that something's mm-hmm. out there. Yes. Just ridiculous stuff. And then he would tag it, A Guide to Being a Dog by Seamus Wheaton. Great. And people would tell us all the time, you should you should make this into a book. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, started thinking about that because a couple of years ago I did – um, well, for the last two years, I was doing this rescue pet calendar as I would give it to people as a gift for donating to on our behalf for the Wiggle Waggle Walk for the Humane Society. And that went really – between those two calendars, um, we raised about $76,000. Oh, wow. Guys. Nice. Yeah, and it was – and it was um, – it was a lot. It was fun to do, but it was a lot of work. And and plus, I just I was a hairdresser for seventeen years, and I got tired of doing the same thing all the time. Sure. And so I retired from that. And then I didn't want to become the calendar lady. Like I wanted to do my thing. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, so then I decided to do this um, this 
book, to, to make these tweets into a book and make it like Seamus is giving dog advice to Marlo because she's the younger one who's new in our house. Aww. And then our friend Laura D'Souza, who lives in Ottawa, um, sometimes Will would write these tweets and then he would just throw together a little drawing of the dogs. And it was always so cute because we put pictures of our animals online all the time sure. and we do little captions like they're saying stuff. And so... Um, it's like he got their personality just by knowing the things we say, even though he's never actually met our animals. Yeah. Laura would do these drawings of the animals and just got their personality perfectly. So I decided to put it together as a book to to give as a gift for donating. And um, we're a little over 20000 right now. Yeah. Um, Guys. I know. And it's such a – it's so cute because, I mean, it's like a nine-inch square book. It's a, it's a color – full color book um and it looks like a children's book but it's not i mean there's i mean there's a lot of really cute things in there but there's like three or four things in there where it's i guess it's just a parenting call because there's you know there's a thing in there about it, it's such a cute drawing the dogs are looking at it out in the yard and it's like and Seamus is telling her um i can't remember exactly what it is but it's something about you could you could go out in the yard, but it's so much easier to take a shit on the patio. <laughs> and, uh, Solid and then, advice. Like, if you want to see how fast the parents move, wait till they get in bed and then drag your across the road. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, but they're not all like that. There's probably maybe three sure. that are that way. So okay. it's technically not a children's book, even though, you know, I guess if, I don't know. If you have yeah. a cool 12 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, we have exactly. a friend who has a five-year-old who really wanted the book, and um, my son babysits for them all the time. And so I was like, well, but just so you know, it's not a children's <laughs> book. And uh, and they talked to him about it ahead of time. And she's like, you know, a couple words that are not really appropriate. Okay, so last question. We, uh, we like to come up with a name for a dog breed. Uh, if there were just a Dalmatian, do you have a, a name besides Spot that we would name him? I don't know. That one's a hard one. Because the first thing you think is spot or, you know, dog on a fireman's engine or whatever. But That's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dog on the fireman dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I guess if you think of it that way, maybe it would just be something that would be kind of related to it. Yeah. Like I bet if – like. I don't know, like Trooper or something. Ooh, that would I like that. Ooh. Yeah, Trooper's Trooper. perfect. Yeah. Trooper's That's an all-American name. That's a good Dalmatian name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for someone who was a little hesitant at the beginning, you nailed it. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. You came back amazing. strong. Uh, so now, is there anything, when is Wiggle Waggle this year? Is there anything that It we is can this Sunday, September 27th. Okay. So it will and, have um, been two days yeah. ago when yeah. this comes right. out. Okay. Oops. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so close. It was on Sunday, September 27th, and it's... It's in the morning and it's at the Rose Bowl. They do it every um, every year, the last Sunday of September. Okay, okay. good. So at we can Rose make Bowl. reservations for next year. Uh -huh. Go ahead and plan. And your even though we things. miss it, people can still continue to contribute. I assume. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually um, they don't they don't like close down fundraising immediately <laughs> or anything. We're actually keeping um, donating for our our book, which will still benefit the Wiggle Wiggle Walk until October 20th because we're also doing a uh, our first um, dinner event. Um, my husband uh, 
collaborated on a beer with Stone Brewing Company mm-hmm. called Woot Stout, and so we got that's, these. That's such a good name. Yeah, <laughs> we got these um, these little tasting glasses. Um, we actually got a, an ink print of Seamus's paw, Ugh. and Aww. then we had it downsized to be engraved on the glass. It's so good. <gasps> it's oh really yeah. And um, so it's like it's a Woot Stout tasting. They get to take the glass home. There's um, there's all kinds of yummy little uh, sliders to have and fries with it. And then there's um, uh, they're doing like ice cream sliders for dessert. And that's then awesome. the people that attend get a signed copy of the book. Um, that's going to be at Crossings Restaurant in South Pasadena. Cool. And it's um, from 630 to 9 on Tuesday, October 20th. Amazing. And do people need to like donate to do it? or is it Well, just... what they're doing is you call the restaurant and um, make a reservation because the space is limited. It's $100 per person. And it's the dinner, the Wootstock tasting. You take the glass home. You get the book. And then Crossings is collecting all the funds, and then they are making the donation to oh, Wayback. Awesome. Cool. I love that. Right. I love that. Amazing. Uh, and then, last, where can we find you on Twitter? Anywhere else we can find you so they can find your blogs? Um, um, I am at Ann Wheaton, A N N E W H E A T O N. I um, discovered that there is also an Ann Wheaton who has um, some sort of farm in the UK. <laughs> Um, so, yes, uh, there are... Other and you are not that I am not Just to be clear. Ann Wheaton okay. has a farm in the UK. Okay. Um, my avatar is a little um, animated thing with a pink background that my friend Joel Watson drew. Um, and then my blog is annwheaton.com. And that place is a place where I do share animal stories. Um, I recently, my husband and I um, were walking up my street when a squirrel... Uh, jumped and launched all of her babies out of the nest. What? I know. And so three inch long, like furless, eye closed, mm. itty bitty squirrels Buddies. were on the ground. And and so Will had his phone with him. So we looked up and they, it just says, put them in a box and put them in the tree and the mom will come get them huh. and move them. So that's what we did. But I mean, I see these things and I'm just like, oh, I want to kiss them. <laughs> Except plague. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, she did. I stayed and watched her. She came and took all of them and took them to another well, nest. Yeah, well, I'm really glad cool. she did because at first she really blew it yeah. as far as squirrel mothering. Yeah. <laughs> she just launched your children. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the biggest squirrel mom mistake you could have made. Yeah. But that's that's what you'll find on there. And um, and then my husband and I um, started our own foundation. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. I mean, we so when we did this book, we actually did it through our foundation because it was private. It's technically private because uh, because we were the only ones that put money into it. So it's increaseawesome.org is that website. Cool. But our foundation is called the Foundation to Increase Awesome because Aww. you can – you can name your um, charity whatever you want as long as the name is available. There you go. That's how you can. <laughs> I also want to say that your episode of Tabletop uh, of Ticket to Ride oh, uh, is easily my favorite episode of Tabletop. <laughs> the the yeah. horror on my face. Yes. It is the best moment. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I highly recommend you watch that episode. It is amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us, Anne. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Our next segment is Human Hero. Allegra, tell us all about this human hero who's doing great things for dogs. Guys, you've probably seen him all over the internet this week. Uh, A lot of people tweeted at us and posted in our Facebook group. His name is Eugene Bostick. You may know him as the Fort Worth dog train guy. 
not dog trainer, you guys. This is a guy who drives a train full of dogs. <laughs> and uh, so Eugene Bostic is 80 years old. He lives in Fort Worth, Texas. He's retired, and on his uh, street, which is a dead-end street, there's lots of stray dogs. Um, he noticed this, and he and his brother uh, own a barn on that street. So they started taking in dogs, and uh, they have a lot of room. They took in a bunch of dogs. Very sweet. One day, Eugene saw a guy uh, using a tractor to pull rocks. He detached little carts to the back of his um, tractor. Says Eugene, I thought, dang, that would do for a dog train. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, of course. Of course. (laughs) Eureka. First thought. He said, I'm a pretty good welder, so I took these plastic barrels with holes cut in them and put wheels under them and tied them together. Now, I love that this is Eugene's first thought. Oh, Eugene. And I that, love him. So what does he do with it? So what it? he does is he uh, has these little carts attached to his trailer, excuse me, his tractor. He puts a dog in each of the carts. So it's like a little it's a dog train. He And he drives around town. And the dogs just love it. You can see them just barking and howling and having a great time. He just thinks like, oh, it's fun. It's a fun outing for the dogs. The townspeople love it. He's a huge viral sensation this week on uh, social media. It's the best story ever. So it's really just for fun. Like, yeah, it I, is. I, when I first saw it, I thought it was like him like picking up these dogs and taking them like around town. Be like, who wants to adopt a dog? But really, it's just him being like, going out for the day, boys. Yes, it's so. What I think is hilarious that he's like, I thought the dogs could just use an outing. It's like so. <laughs> it's so much work. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's so cute though. I I would schedule my day, I would schedule my work, I would schedule my family around seeing the dog train. Right? Yeah. Every day. I know. And I, I really hope that once I'm retired from whatever it is I do, uh, <laughs> this is the kind of thing I will devote my time to because it's so cool. I just, and I know we touched on it, but I just think the leap from seeing uh, Cole, was it Cole? What, what did he see? Stone, right? Rocks. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but the leap from seeing that to being like, you know, we can go in there. Wait a minute. Dogs. <laughs> they can pull rocks. They can pull dogs. <laughs> it's just so great. I love it. I, I love it so much. He's a man after our yeah. own hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what, I guess maybe what I'm curious about is would he be available to become a gentle manufacturer of this? Like, can we put this in every small town? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I know. We gotta reach and our out dogs to him. included. How does this, like, but every town needs <laughs> How does it. How scale? Right? <laughs> Are there sleeper cars? Sure, exactly. Are there dog hobos that hop into the train cars? Sticks and bindles in their mouths. Yeah. It's pretty cute. If there's not, there now needs to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys haven't seen this video, I think probably at this point you can just put dog train into Google. <laughs> yeah. but do yourself a favor or check out our um, Can I Pet Your Dog group. We've posted it. I would say every single member posted it. Yeah. Every single one. So it's up there about 8,000 times. Great job, Eugene Bostic. You are our human hero. guys that does it for this episode you guys have been amazing about being so kind to us on itunes the reviews are incredible and they warm our hearts and it's really helping us bump up the charts so if you could please go to itunes subscribe rate and review it really really helps us and to those who've already done it thank you so much it means a lot to us uh we also want to remind everybody that we have jumbotrons on sale if you don't know what that is we can do personal messages we can do business messages so say you've got a website that you want people to check out or maybe you've got a dog grooming business that you want whatever you've got or you want to wish your dog happy birthday or you want your dog to wish your friend happy birthday well just go to maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron um, and it's a hundred dollars for a personal message and it's two hundred dollars for a business message it's a great way to you know tell someone you're thinking about them and also help support the show so go to maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron 
You guys can find us on Twitter at CIPYD Podcast. We've got lots of cool dog pictures on there, as you might have guessed. We also have a really fun Facebook group you should join. Just search for Can I Pet Your Dog? And we'll approve you and add you to the group. We have lots of listeners and friends in there sharing all their dog pictures, and it's a lot of fun. And if you like this episode, uh, we always tweet whenever we put up the new episode. So do us a favor and retweet that or take the link and post it on somebody's Facebook and say, hey, here's a really cute, funny show about dogs, and I know you love dogs, so check it out. Um, also, go check out all the other amazing shows at MaximumFun.org. There's tons of them, and you're going to love all of them. We do. So go check it out. Thank you to Aaron Hagen for our theme song and Paige Weldon for our logo. We'll see you next week. Can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.